people, I'm begging you, do not rake your leaves up. Do not put them in garbage bags. Mulch them. If you don't own a mower anymore because you've hired that out, tell your landscape company to mulch them. Get a kid down the street to mulch them. Hey, what's your favorite cereal? Uh, I don't eat a lot of cereal. I'm currently eating Frosted Mini Wheats. Oh. Uh, frosted on one side, and what did they used to say? I don't know, but naked on the other. What uh, two companies do you wish we were sponsored by? What? Nothing comes to mind. <laughs> do you have something lined up you haven't told <laughs> no, me about? I don't. Oh. I don't. Uh, Veterans United. Oh, that's nice. Since they're a big employer here in our small little town. Yeah. And... Um, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, nice. Yeah, I got another bone to pick with them. Hey, have you ever had pizza from Casey's? Yes. I've never had it. Should should I make a stop it, and get some on my way home from Fulton one of these days? Part of their ad campaign would be famous for pizza. Right. But they're famous for gas. <laughs> Welcome to the Faith, Finances, and F-Bombs podcast, where we inspire you to manage your money, find your soul, and cover your ears. Join host Hartley Wright, a certified spiritual director, and Kevin Bartolacci, director of research and education at Sunvold Financial Investment Advisory Firm. Together, they hope to help you discover the benefits of enriching your life as they entertain one another, and hopefully you too. Okay, why don't you just go ahead and uh, let's roll with some finances. All right. Man, all I can tell you is here we are on the morning of November 20th. Woo, great news. Go, risk on. Uh, you probably don't follow this like I have, but we are, as of Friday's close, we're up 19.29 on the S&P. The Russell 1000 growth, that's where some of those tan mamas, all those tan mamas are that we talked about in a previous episode, 35.25. NASDAQ up 35.98. Notice not a lot of difference there. Even international, the EFA is up 11.5. But most importantly, on this day's morning charts, the U.S. Aggregate Bond Index. Left for dead, my friend. Last week up 1.37, which gives us now a positive 0.5 for the year. A half wow. a percent. Half a we percent. We are finally positive. Now, you may be asking Why? There seems to be some evidence that the Federal Reserve might be done cutting rates. Uh, last week, with some data that came in, their Wall Street got a little excited, and they already jumped to this conclusion. The Fed's going to cut rates four times in 2024. <laughs> Need I remind you, like 30 days ago, they were like, oh, I think we're going to get two more rate hikes this year, and then maybe two more next year. Right. So now we've gone from four rate hikes to four rate cuts by this yeah, time next rate, year. Yeah. Wow. There will be one more Fed meeting, but it'll be late December, and I'm, I'm guessing they'll do nothing. So that takes us into 2024. Speaking of 2024, IRS has released indexed tax brackets for 2024. So these are the ones you'll be using when you file your taxes in 2025. They have also increased the standard deduction for married filing jointly to 29.2. For single filers, that would be 14.6. That's an increase of $1,500 for married, $750 for single filers. Um, you can, you can pull up the tax brackets. I'm not going to go through every one with you, but they have expanded it. Instead of the roughly 8%, they 
expanded the brackets last year for our tax filing in April of 24. These are more modest, like 3.7. It's all based on inflation numbers. We'll get into more stuff about 2024 someday. We won't do it today. Yeah. I want to save something for the next podcast. That may not be be until 2024. (laughs) Listener, thank you for joining us. This is a very interesting podcast. You'll find it to be a very short podcast. (laughs) That's what will be interesting about it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, we know that we have gone silent and uh, our silence has lasted longer than we anticipated. And so we're experiencing a gentle re-entry. So we're just kind of coming in. That's right. How have you been? It's been uh, a long time. It's been a bit. It's, it's been a minute. It seems or two. like um, two and a half months or so since we've been in the studio. I've been okay. Hey, any of you listeners out there that have a really good, uh, I'll just call it a, a treatment, tell me how you're coping with arthritis in your hands and or neck. As I told you Monday night when I came to pick up the secretary backpack, the arthritis in my right finger was not a surprise to me. But initially, Harley, that was the one I was concerned about. But the middle joint also has arthritis in it which I've just come to realize over the last month or so as I bowled and played golf or whatever, anything that took grip pressure, mm-hmm. I started noticing some discomfort in that middle joint. I was trying to fool myself and thinking that it was related just to that joint. Right. But that one's got arthritis too. So the arthritis in my neck was a little bit of a surprise, so I'm still not totally processed on what the hell that means. Over the 24 hours since she gave me that phone call, I thought initially it was like, What? how can I have that much arthritis in my neck? And then I thought about my life and I'm like, well, there's been a few times where I did dumb stuff and that may be part of it. And then I started thinking about it more Tuesday and Wednesday. I'm like, other than numbness in my right forearm and the pain in my right bicep, nothing else really changed. They just told me I have arthritis and I didn't know I had. And then my thoracic spine is pulled to the right. It's called functional scoliosis. Wow. So I, I was like, oh, well, What's causing that? The severe imbalance I have between my right and left sides with muscular development? And she said, absolutely, that's what's causing it. Listener, Kevin (laughs) is only 27 years old. That's right. I'm only 60, and I figure I've got 30 years left that I want to keep doing stuff. So that was the big news. Good travel. Triple's good. Giovanni's good. Kathy's good. They got a neat little place. uh, Standalone. They're not in an apartment anymore. So they're really looking forward to that. They don't have to worry about noise from the other side of the wall or walking up down the staircase and one o'clock when he gets home from work and that kind of stuff. So we were fortunate enough out of the, I don't know, 2,200 miles or whatever we drove. We never came to a complete stop on any highway we were on. We had a couple of constructing zones where we slowed, but never stopped. And I was like, thank God. God is good. good. Yeah. So here we are, November. I'm 60 and all of a sudden I'm feeling my age, but I I think it's temporary. Everything was good until you got your knee replaced. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Yeah, you got kind of tough after that. Between yeah. mom, hospice, and dying, and then the bacterial infection I carried for nearly two months. Yeah, yeah, it was it's been a weird year. Yeah. Listeners probably wondering why we haven't, you know, why they haven't heard from us, and now they're where they're getting a clear indication of some some of the reasons why. <laughs> it's been a strange, been strange not, year, you people. Know, you do want to avoid. Uh, probably for the last seven to ten days, I've felt more normal. Only. <laughs> Only seven to ten. Well, yeah, it was just September when I caught it. So, you know, two months of my life battling that. With the excellent medical care system we have in this country, you know, that's probably pretty good. Yeah, tonight is the big night. Speaking of medical care, 
and oh, the is excellent tonight. Oh, it is tonight. Wowzer. Yeah. What are you doing to prep for that? Uh, nothing. <laughs> well, I am abstaining. No caffeine at home. Yeah. Okay. I, I do have a really fresh rant. Yeah. What were the three categories? Some cherry bomb, smoke. Oh, Kevin, you disappoint me because these we I set these up. I can't remember this stuff. It's not, it has been a while. It's not numerically based. Has, oh, if it were numbers, you would be able to do it. Or a ticker symbol yeah. or an S&P 500 return. So there's the F-bomb. Yeah. The cherry bomb. Yeah. The smoke bomb. That's the three, right? Yeah. So three. I, it's close. I, I remember cherry bomb. Yeah. So this probably might be a cherry bomb. And, and let's just, I'd let's, I know you'll, re, you'll remember what your rand is. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah, it's fresh. Because I just want to take a pause and just say that I, I kind of thought, as we have been away, one of the things I reflected upon on this show, just the very nature of it, faith, finances, and F-bombs, and I think, you know, really, to, uh, really in some ways, are we not just being, uh, what, what would be the word? Are we not just being pretentious and, and uh, are we just being superior isn't that isn't that we were? I mean, to to talk about f bombs and things that we're annoyed by and things that should be, I mean, I I, I don't know. I, this is a legitimate question. I'm like, right. I, I think it could be perceived that we're a bit pretentious or we're superior. Maybe this is why we only have four listeners. There are people who mm. know us and say, well, they're just a couple of old, well, grumpy guys. You would be old. Yes, I would be. I'm, and, I'm and still getting yet older to be every 30. minute. Yeah, I don't feel that way, but yeah, I guess it's really. Not how I feel. Yeah, it matters. Yeah, it's, it's how the it's listener a, yeah, feels. It's how, yeah, it's how the how the listener feels. But yes, we are. You don't think that we've clearly communicated? These are just our own little idiots. I think we have clear. I think we have clear been very clear on that. Right. I think we have been. Right. I hope so. But even though, even so, that being said, well, listeners, let us know so we don't have to guess. Listeners won't let us know. They never uh, let us know. We never begging. hear from. I'm going to keep begging about it. So this might be a good illustration. This isn't about being superior. This is about public safety, what I'm going to rant about. I'm driving to Westminster Tuesday morning. I take the country highway. Westminster is the college, college. in Fulton. Yeah. I'm going on this winding country highway, Highway F. So I'm driving down F, and I see an orange flag on the side of the road, one-lane road ahead. It's got the little symbol for the flagman. I'm like, oh, that's cool, because I always give myself plenty of margin to get wherever I'm going to go. Yeah. So I'm like, da, 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 no big deal. I'm driving. I keep looking for the one lane. I keep looking for the one lane. I keep looking for the one lane. I'm like, that occurs to me. Maybe this is a sign that was out yesterday, because I don't go every day. It's just Tuesday and Thursdays. Maybe that's a leftover from yesterday. They just didn't take the sign down. Within seconds, I come around a curve. There's a guy standing in the middle of the road, the flagman. Here's my problem. Guess what colors he was wearing. Well, he should have been wearing high-vis. What two choices are typically high-vis? Green or orange. Folks, in our part of the country this time of year, what color do you think most of the leaves are on the side of this highway? Well, it depends They're on... Brown or orange. Okay, on, uh, yeah. Because we didn't get much rain. So now I come around a corner after forever looking for the flagman, and I'm finally starting to think, well, maybe there isn't one. And boom, there he is, standing in the middle of the road. He's not off on the edge. He's smack dab in the middle of my lane. I'm not driving fast, and I'm looking, so I get stopped. And I'm looking at him, that sign, and it's a red stop sign, and he's wearing a dull orange vest. And I thought, okay, who's ever in charge of this project? You're not thinking about his environment. He is really hard to see when everything behind him is brown and orange. Mm -hmm. If I wouldn't have been paying attention, I'd have run right over him. He should have had reflective gear on as well. 
He did not. I just worried about that guy the whole time I was in class. I was like, God, I hope he didn't get hit. <laughs> well, he is holding a stop sign. But it blends with the red yeah, leaves behind true. him. Well, hopefully he's a fan of uh, football. He's watched at least some football. And he's watched uh, the uh, gentlemen who are holding the down and distance ma- markers who drop their sign and run away and when they are away. getting, yeah, and when they are about to get a hit get by a, a hit. truck. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. So yeah. I caught you off guard and I sent you this link. So, listener, Harley hasn't had time to read this and check it out yet, but I found an uh, article on CNN that talked about social gospel and it's. The headlines are about the United Auto Workers strike and how they ended it, and their leader started to apply what the article explains as social gospel and then gave some history of it and how this is going on. So one of these days I'm going to have uh, on this podcast, Harley's going to break this down for us more because I'm curious what he thinks about it and if he could um, give us his professional thoughts on it. So if you're curious for that one, I say it was about a United Auto Workers. What was the name of the article? There's another Christian movement that's changing our politics. It has nothing to do with whiteness or nationalism. And it's, like I said, the heart of the article talks about this concept called the social gospel, which has been around for decades. Yeah, he's reviving Centuries. It. it was a good read. I liked it. But yeah. I just caught it because I was checking on the news, and like I said that I hadn't uh, given hardly enough time to get it ready for today's presentation. But, but anyway. Today's podcast, we're just introducing it. It bring might, it up it might be interesting to look at the history of social gospel, what that means, and then maybe I think there might be some benefit in just talking about how gospel, how those different movements have happened, but to break down social gospel and then maybe talk about um, the pros and cons of evangelical Christianity here in the West because I think that's what's hindered Christian faith the most. Yeah. Did I send you the other article, the guy that he wrote an opinion piece, and he is a white evangelical Christian, and he no. said, this is what it would take for me to come back? Oh, no. I, I haven't seen you that one? No. I'll dig that one back up, too. I, I think I sent that to myself in my Westminster email. Yeah. I'll forward it to you. It was a fascinating reading. because yeah. it was under the opinion piece, because right. he was writing it. Right. But it was fascinating. Yeah, I think that... I think that... So, yes, we'll break that down right, on cool. a future episode, and maybe just talk about... What my thoughts are and my feelings are on um, where where the state of Christianity stands. This is a good time of year to do that. Yeah, it is. It is. And speaking of this time of year, we'll just talk about Advent. All right, perfect. Yeah, so this is uh, the Advent season. The Advent season marks the beginning of the church year. The seasons of the church year are meant to teach us essential truths of the spiritual life. Beyond mere information about the spiritual life, they offer us the opportunity to practice some of the key disciplines of our Christian faith, and we like to include them as part of our podcast so our faith, finances, and F-bombs family can practice them together. So whether we are ourselves Christian or investigating, leaning into, curious about, or considering what it may look like to step across that line of faith, we join with Christians near and far who are being guided and shaped in life-transforming ways by the common themes of each season of the church. So with this episode... We enter the season of what is called Advent. The Advent season marks the beginning of the church year. It's celebrated on the four Sundays preceding Christmas Day and ends on Christmas Eve. Each week, generally speaking, they have a certain theme, More, I should say traditionally speaking. Most denominations will have each week centered on a theme, and the, the theme for the first week would be hope, symbolizing the anticipation of the coming Messiah and the hope that he brings to the world, a time of waiting, 
with hope and faith for the coming of Christ, not only in remembrance of his historical birth, but also in anticipation of his coming again in glory. The scripture readings and prayers during this week often focus on the prophecies in the Old Testament about the promised Savior and the expectation of his arrival. I think it would be more beneficial for our listener that if they want to engage in this process, rather than me presenting all of the scriptures here and bringing those out, I'll just put those in the show notes and maybe put some notes about Advent. So for the next four weeks, we'll do that, and you can get that information on the show notes so you can engage them at your pace and at your choosing, and it's not going to be forced to you here. Right. Thanksgiving is this week. Yeah. Listener, as you are listening to this and you think about things you are grateful for and what Thanksgiving means to you and what you have an appreciation for, take it one step further. And in that gratitude, then what are some things that you hope for and where can God or part of your spiritual journey, what can you lean into that can provide you with hope? And I think that's very fitting given what's going on in Israel, given what's going on in different, different parts of our country and across the world. And I think of this as a way in my own life And where we are today of Jesus being revealed and restoring us, restoring me, I've been in a process of healing. It's not just physical healing. I mean, that's true, but emotionally healing. I, I I I think our listeners are well aware of this. I guess it's been about two, maybe three years now where I've really began to embrace taking responsibility for who I've been, how I've lived, and to live differently and to live more purposefully and more intentional. And definitely after my accident, making sure I think I had a conversation with you yes. right after the accident yeah. about saying, okay. And since that, some of that has faded and I've had to renew it. And so that that's where I am in this hope. I'm asking for Jesus as I think about the hope of him coming in at this Christmas time of helping me to restore that, recapture that, and cling to it and be more intentional. What about you? Is there something as you think about hope? 2023 has been a and, bitch. Let's yeah. just call it what it's been. And I turned 60. Now, keep in mind, when I first got that news, I was like, this is a, this is total bullshit. Right. Just because I'm 60, this doesn't make sense. And then after 24 hours of, I guess, feeling sorry for myself, I said, wait a minute. Arthritis doesn't happen overnight. Right. This has been building up for decades. Yeah. And I didn't even know about the thoracic at that point. I found that out the next day. Exactly. I had been given this instruction from a doctor. No right-handed bowling for three months. I get it. You know, I've known I've been out of, out of balance forever. I didn't know there were those type of consequences to it. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll be bowling left-handed for quite some time. So for you this week, I, I don't want to make things too simplistic, but we make spiritual applications into our lives, yeah. into what's happening in our lives and what yes. God's already doing. So for you, you're looking at hope for a revival of your of your body, of what's been what you've already been reviving, you know, a new knee, all of that was going well yeah. and good, but then a restoration of your whole body and then revealing what's going to happen as you continue. Yeah. I'll tell you the one thing I'm grateful for. We'll call it thankful since that's the season we're in, the week we're in. I am thankful that the Holy Spirit has inhabited me in such a way that my mind works the way it works. Yeah. So instead of just getting all pissy and going, you got to be kidding me. If 2023 wasn't bad enough already. Exactly. Right. Now you're telling me I can't bowl right-handed? Yeah. But this was going to be the year. My left knee's fixed. I was going to tear it up. Right. And now this? So my mind went instead to, all right, I'm going to bowl left-handed, and uh, I'm going to go 
do it well. And then next year, I'll just bowl left-handed one night and right-handed the next. Who knows? Maybe, maybe. Yeah. This, this is how bizarre my mind is. You know what I've already told myself? I'm going to bowl my first left-hand. I'm going to bowl my first 300 left-handed. Yeah, because, yeah. You've come close in the right hand. Yeah. 300 More is so difficult. So difficult. I've had Well, I mean, yeah, you've gotten, you've been in 298. the 290 very close. And I've had a multiple times. bunch of 279s. So for the listener, that means 11 strikes, one nine spare. Right. Uh, I've done that about five times. So, you know, I've, I've been within one ball about six different times. I haven't a, a perfect game. Right. Never completed it. And just... Because I believe God has a sense of humor. Yeah. I it's believe, gonna I believe he's going to have me bowl my first left hand at 300. <laughs> and I'm going to go, you got to be kidding me. I do want to offer this Advent prayer for our season. For the darkness of waiting, of not knowing what is to come, of staying ready and quiet and attentive, we praise you, O God, for the darkness and the light are both alike to you. Amen. How's teaching going? It's going really well. Um, did I tell you the next semester I'm teaching a different class? It's called investment. I was going to ask if you, the last time we talked about this, you had not decided whether or not you could. I told her I'd do it. She needed an answer. And I'm like, I don't want to mess with your timelines. I know you're under pressure to get this done. So, yeah, I'm going to teach investments. And I will not be doing it in the morning. I'm going to do it from 4 p.m. to 5.15 on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Man, that's, well. It'll actually work out better for my life because. Right. Right now, between the travel time, the class time, and the office hours, that's four hours gone uh-huh. out of a work day. And the early in the work day. Yeah, when things are happening. So the 4 p.m. probably is going to work better because the market closed at 3. Most of my heavy lifting's done by then. Right. So, yeah, that was the only option she really had on Tuesday and Thursday. She had another Monday, Wednesday option that was similar. I was going to get done around 5.15 or 5.30. I'm like, uh, I bowl on Monday and Wednesday nights. <laughs> that's going to be Really hard to accomplish, right. but so you're going to be teaching investing, yeah. And it will you'll just be talking about how to new invest, book. How getting to, a new book, yeah. Getting one that was written in 2019 instead of 1982. Oh, wow, <laughs> four decades wow, later, that is great. So, yeah, I'll have something that's a little more up to date. And, um, and it's supposed to have teacher supplies, it'll have PowerPoints, quizzes, homework, it'll have resources. Yeah, I so, can you won't access. have to do as much, I won't have to make it all of them scratch, right. Right, which is what, uh, listener, that's what he's done this entire semester. The entire semester. semester. Every single thing has come out of my creativity. Uh, But the plus side of that, I got to teach it how I wanted to teach it. Exactly. So when the department head was asking me about this particular book, I've I've looked through it. I said, yeah, it's got some things that I'm not nuts about, but at least it's got resources I haven't had, and I'll just supplement that curriculum with real-life stuff again. Yeah. Shouldn't be hard. I mean, it'll uh, some labor involved, but it got to be better than what I just did. Right. But now I have all that stuff that I won't be using exactly in the future, but that's okay. Yeah. Can you, uh, does, does Westminster allow you to audit classes? I'm not sure. Uh, Taylor at our office asked me about going. I said, you just show up whenever you want. <laughs> well, yeah. There's only seven of you us. Because if they could audit, I could just say, you know, we could just say, you know, if you if you live in the central Missouri area. Come on down. Come on I'll get down, you the room man. number, and you guys just show up. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's interesting. I, I didn't, obviously, I didn't, what, by July, this was brought to my attention that this was a possibility. But prior to that, I had given it no thought. I was kind of 
kind of happy with where my life was heading. But right. I don't know if we talked about this. I don't think we talked about it on air. I can't remember. But I've, I've talked to some different people about it. I said, why are you doing this? And I'm like, it was a really nice distraction after my mom passed. Yeah. It's someplace for me to funnel a lot of energy. And even though I'm now 60 and I've got arthritis everywhere, <laughs> I still have a lot of energy and I need to, this goes back to some of your face stuff. I feel like I need to be fully who God created me to be. And this is the way I can do that. That's great. So the fact I get paid for it's like, oh. That's just a okay. plus, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I'd have probably done it if it was, oh, don't tell this to my department head, but I'd have probably done it if it was volunteer <laughs> just because I needed something at that time in my life to go, I got to pour some energy Oh, right, something. yeah, I hear what you're saying. So, uh, yeah, she yeah. doesn't need to hear that. But. Well, that's not really, well, well, what you're expressing is not really, it's not really a pure it comes from a space of. It comes from a space of grief and what was what was what was necessary. You would you would have done it, just because you needed it. But yeah. your general sentiment and feeling not only did I need is that it, you wouldn't do it for free. No, under not, current circumstances, not now, right? It's, right. It's a lot more work than I thought right. it was going to be. But yeah, I mean, the real take-home point here is this is a gift I feel like God has given me. And I just feel an obligation to use it. Right. So that's the bottom line. Yeah. Well, all right. That's great. I'm happy for you. Yeah, it's been, it's been fun. Yeah, I'll be good. very curious three or four years from now if these kids check back in with me when they get into their careers. Yeah, yeah that'll be interesting. It'll be a, a great Because almost every part single of the class is like, if you go into this field, this is what you need to know. This is, what I want you to, this is how I want you to behave. Right. Don't be... Uh, well, I don't even say it. But don't yeah. be that guy. Don't be that guy. Be mindful of your clients. Treat them with the utmost respect. Put their needs before yours. Bottom line. Be a, be a person of integrity. A person, yeah. And that's what we would hope. We can say that right now. Yeah. Listener, thank you for joining us. Be a person of integrity. Until next episode, we bid you adieu. <laughs> Excellent.